0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the DFS Today podcast and The Advantage. I am your host, Michael Fiddle. Today is Thursday, January 19th, and we are approaching the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. Again, coming off a dominant super wildcard weekend brought to you by our talk of Mike and Mike, me and Mike LaFemina. He is back in the building with me today recording. Mike, how you doing? What's up? Thanks for
1: being back. I'm doing well. Thank you for having me back. Excited to talk some divisional round DFS talk. Let's go.
0: Let's do it. We are going to go hunting for some value options like we always do on the Thursday episode. We will review a few questions from Tuesday's pod. If you did not get the chance to listen to Tuesday's pod, I had another great guest Gibby on. Um, Go listen to that for sure. We went through all of the spend up options, all of the gambling trends. We will hit on some of that stuff again because it's a little bit different it's still very relevant so we will go through it a little bit again but definitely go back and listen to that we discussed all of the spend up options and if you're going to choose a spend up wide receiver are you choosing between chase and Diggs, or would you throw a monkey wrench and go with kelsey so if you want to listen to the that discussion check out the tuesday podcast here we're going to focus on value options and things like roster construction pivots for gpp where to play into for cash games what's the projected ownership for some of these guys. And that discussion really needs to start out. Mike, I'm going to throw this to you with the spend up quarterbacks, right? I, I do want to touch on this. That was a lengthy discussion that Gibby and I had on Thursday on Tuesday's pod was Josh Allen, Mahomes, and hurts. We have three guys all priced within a few hundred dollars, all with similar game totals, all in similar spots against good teams. Cause you don't have bad teams in the divisional round anymore. And it's like, where do you play into? Where do you project the most ownership to be? What's the best pivot for a GPP versus going into for a cash game? On the Tuesday pod, I said uh, Mahomes probably for cash games and Jalen Hurts for GPPs. Just weigh in on that quickly. How do you feel about that situation?
1: Yep, I hate to be boring, but definitely I have the same take here. Um. I think Mahomes is the safest cash play option. Uh, Like you said, they're around the same price, but for tournaments, for me, it's Hurts. The Giants' defense, I think, is the worst defensive unit left in the playoffs. They're 32nd, I believe, in the DVOA against the Rush, which is, we know, Hurts' bread and butter. Uh, They're in the bottom half of the league against the Pass as well. I don't expect there to be much solution for this Giants defense against Hirsch. He had a week off to rest up that shoulder that he was coming back from. He looked okay week 18 against the same Giants team. And I just, I don't see any way they stop him. And I think it's just going to be all Eagles on Saturday night.
0: So one indicator of that is the gambling trends. Something I say I'm loyal to the soil for, like, even though I'm a fan of the Giants, you don't get me to budge off of what I predict is going to happen is what the line movement and the gambling indicators say. I always say, these people know football so much better than I do, so I know how to study the gambling market to know where the football experts are. And right now, very interesting stuff on this Eagles versus Giants line. This line opened at Eagles minus seven and a half. Quickly had some Giants money come in. It's back to that original 7.5 line. But FanDuel's reporting 62% of the money is coming in on the Giants. 67% of the bets are coming in on the Giants. So that means the bigger bets are being placed on Philadelphia. And if you look at the odds, it's currently at 7.5 and more juiced towards taking the Eagles. So that's a little bit of reverse line movement if the odds are getting worse and it's going against the grain of the direction that the money's coming in, that means the book is taking a position against the public. They're okay taking 62% of money on the Giants and having a 38% angle on the Eagles because they think the Eagles are going to win, and they think that's going to be a big advantage for them as a sportsbook. So as bettors, we want to find ourselves on that Eagle side. So that 7.5 line is still one of my favorite bets on the board. Uh, would still definitely take it. Um And yeah, Jalen Hurts, it's actually going to be hard for me. I'm I'm getting to the point, Mike, where he, he might even be my cash game option over Mahomes. Would you even think I'm too crazy going that route?
1: Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You know, Hurts has established a floor this year that he didn't have last year. And I think one of the biggest mismatches that people are overlooking is going to be the offensive line of the Eagles are going against the Giants' defensive line. Uh, Thibodeau and Ojalary have shown some potential, but this offensive line for the Eagles is definitely one of the best in the league. They're, I believe they should be getting Lane Johnson back this week, and I just don't see a scenario where Hertz fails this week. Um, and he's definitely shown... More rushing upside than Mahomes, so I could definitely easily plug them in for cash. It's not like there's a huge price discrepancy between the two. I'm okay with either. I yeah, I think the up.
0: price discrepancy is like 400 bucks. And yeah, it's it's yeah. that rushing floor for me. It's it's the battle in the trenches. It's everyone freaking out about this Giants defensive line being great, and and listen, they're pretty good. But it's still a it's still a rookie first round pick in his in his second playoff game. Like, let's not overreact. <laughs> let's not like bring in. I've, I'm hearing so much of this is the old Giants team. Like, do we remember who was on that okay. old Giants team? Okay. Because we had Strayhand. <laughs> we had Talk, we had Pierre Paul, we had OCU Manure. Right. Like, does I don't I don't care what season you're talking about. Those defensive linemen were seasoned vets who were established dominant guys. Thibodeau. Looking like he might get there very well in sure, but like we ain't there yet. Let's pump the brakes okay. um, in terms of the Eagles and around hurts, or in terms of even the Giants, because we talked about the wide receivers being potential value options for the Giants, you know, Slayton, Hodges, Richie James, all priced, you know, in the mid 4000s, or I think Richie James, three thousand nine hundred. Where's the value options in this game? Is it just going back to the well with the Giants receivers? Is there any angle in terms of a value option on the Eagles? I saw Devonta Smith is like crazy priced high. I was like, yeah. that's no longer any sort of value. Dallas Goddard's recently back. Maybe he's slightly underpriced, but again, he's one of the highest tight ends on the board. So is there any value to be found if you're going to go with Hurts? Do you go with a stack of A.J. Brown? Let's talk about roster construction and use this game as as the tipping point.
1: Sure. Um, I'm even okay just going Jalen Hurts by himself. He can definitely get there without A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith going crazy with that rushing upside that you mentioned. Um, There aren't really any Eagles receivers that I see as value. Uh, The Giants, maybe. I just, I don't know. It's tough. I guess Richie James because he's the cheapest out of them. But... I just think this Philly, you know, secondary is so much better than what they saw last week. And I just, people are going to overreact a little bit to last week and see, remember Daniel Jones carving up that Minnesota defense. But I can promise you the Eagles aren't going to just let, you know, these drag routes across the middle go without anybody within 10 yards of them. Um, so I, my lean would be Richie James out of the three, but I'm, I'm probably not playing any of them, to be honest. I'll look elsewhere okay. for value in, in the other games.
0: Interesting. All right. Well, let's let's do that. Let's move on to the other games. I said on the Tuesday pod, I think I'd probably play Richie James uh, just in the same yep. position as last week. Just It's so cheap, and the, the floor is there. It, um, right. So cash games, it's hard to avoid, because the ownership, it's, it's probably relative to the ownership. But let's, let's, let's go to one of the other games. Let's talk about the Kansas City versus Jacksonville Jaguars games. because this one's very interesting at the receiver position. Is it going into – there's options on both sides, right? There's plenty of guys under $5,000. The only receiver in this game above $5,100 is Christian Kirk. So if you like Kirk, you know, he's a middle span. You, we can hit on him. But is there any value receivers coming from this area that you like?
1: Yeah, I just think Zay Jones is underpriced again. Uh, I don't know why DraftKings refuses to raise his price. He's out there. He was out there for 99% of the offensive slaps last week. He's he's gaining targets every week. He doesn't always catch them, but the, the opportunity is there. You know, the, the trailing great game script is, you know, Probable given the eight and a half point spread, um, so I I am okay firing up Zay Jones. Uh, Juju's interesting, you know. Obviously, Jacksonville struggles against the pass. Um, I I'm not into Tony. I know some people are getting a little excited about him, but I heard you mentioned on the pod the other day. You know he's only getting he's only out there for thirty percent of the snaps. I had to, I had to he, hold the fan
0: up to my friend who was just steaming <laughs> on it. In area Tony thing. I was like, cool down, yeah, man, cool down. Yeah, <laughs>
1: it's uh, it's not for me. You know, I I can understand the argument, but it, it's not something I'm going to. Um, but Juju would be my play there, or. I don't mind spending up for Kelsey. I know it's expensive, um, but Jacksonville is just so bad against the tight end. Uh, They've just been getting crushed by them all year. Obviously, Kelsey has the highest upside of any tight end on the slate every week, but especially this week. Um, I could easily see him outscoring Diggs and others in his price range, so I'm okay going up to Kelsey, but then that means you're going mid card and the rest of your receivers. So it's a decision you have to make this week. There's definitely
0: some spots where you can do that, right? You could play Juju and Zay and Kelsey all together and you've taken and maybe even Richie James and you've you know you've filled up your wide receiver position with high floor PPR guys that are gonna see the snaps on the field and you could spend your money elsewhere. High spend quarterback, spend up one spend up running back, Kelsey situation that's certainly an option for a GPP lineup in terms of roster ownership. Do you think Kelsey in comparison to Diggs, chase, AJ, like you think they're all going to be relatively equally owned? I was kind of thinking it's going to be all fairly equal between those people. I'd say chase, probably the highest ownership. Then I'd go Kelsey and then maybe Diggs, AJ Brown. So just talking for the people who play GPPs to know, where they might want to pivot if they're torn between two options to go with the lesser-owned the lesser owned option?
1: Yeah, I think of that group, I would expect A.J. Brown to be the least-owned. Um, people see Adore Jackson shut down Justin Jefferson last week. They think he's going to be lined up across from uh, A.J. Brown most of this game. And, you know, there's uh, there's other option. You know, there's Devontae Smith. There. They could just blow out the Giants enough that A.J. Brown's not super involved in the past game we have seen low floor A.J. Brown games uh, this year Uh, so I would expect him to be low zone I agree I think Chase is going to be the highest zone and I think Kelsey and Diggs are going to be pretty close in between the middle so if you're going just strictly ownership Brown the play and then if you're going to play Chase just get different elsewhere
0: or play cash games with it with that lineup. Yeah, right. that, that too.
1: <laughs> that too. Um,
0: so, just want to touch on the gambling situation of that Jags Chiefs game. Uh, we'll hit on all of them. It's stayed at 52.5 in the total, even now, more juice towards the over, minus 115 odds on that 52.5 on the over. So, a lot of indications that this is going to be the highest scoring game on the weekend. It is the first game of the weekend. So, don't freak out if you stack up this game and it says you're in place to win $100,000 because you've had all your guys go and no one else has yet. But it's a good idea to stack up this game and then try and cross your fingers and hold on for the rest of the weekend. A um, lot of value options to be found here. I think this is a good place to go digging for the wide receivers. Is there is there a place where you play McKinnon or Pacheco? or I was, I'm pretty much all in on ETN because at that value, I think... He's kind of a mid-range spend, but the value is clearly there. Is there? Are you interested in McKinnon because of the PPR situation and the high high-scoring game?
1: Absolutely. Um, you know, I, he's he gets pr- roughly half the workload in the early downs, and he gets pretty much all of the third-down work and passing game work. Uh, Pacheco, I don't really have much interest in. As we mentioned on last week's pod, Jacksonville's decent against the run, yep. nearly top ten. You know, against the run DVOA. Um, you know, Pacheco's not really getting any high leverage touches either. I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but it seems like every time they're in a goal to go situation, it's McKinnon in there.
0: Yep.
1: Um, You know, Pacheco's getting the between the twenties carries, which aren't really useful to us in. In fantasy, um, and he's so he's pretty much you know got to get in the end zone, and you got to hope for a hundred yard day, and it's just not something I'm interested in. So uh, I'm in, I'm interested in McKinnon at that price, though. McKinnon or ETN, relatively similar prices. ETN, but it's close. But it's close. I could I could I'm perfectly okay playing both of those and that's just those are your two rbs this week
0: there's so many options with roster (laughs) construction you could go those two which not the best idea to stack two running backs in the same game in terms of like game theory value but again if you're going contrarian in gpps you just need to take those shots and say well maybe something contrarian happens in real life because it does every week and over the course of four games it's going to happen somewhere so pick your spot plant your heels dig in and get ready for a crazy divisional round weekend the bills bangles game let's talk about the sunday games bills bangles yep. line has been pushed all the way out to five and a half um yeah crazy this is wild this is like <laughs> i gave this out at bills minus four um i suggested it wasn't the worst thing when it moved from four to four and a half four and And five are not the most key numbers, but like at at some point you have to go to the other side and say, well, now value has been put on the Bengals. I don't think I'm going to bet on the Bengals, but I'd be scared of taking the Bills laying five and a half now. That's that's tough. We are seeing, wow, 68 percent of the money come in on Cincinnati. So, again, crazy reverse line movement here. The books are taking a position against Cincinnati. They're saying give us your Cincinnati money. This is going to be a Bills blowout. That is what the sports book is saying. So maybe that five and a half is okay. Who knows? Uh, It's certainly a bigger number than you'd expect to lay between two teams of this caliber. But um, I'm actually, you know, maybe the money line's the safe play. But those are the gambling trends. The total uh, staying at 48.5. So it opened 48.5, ticked up to 50 really quick, 50 and a half at some spots, back down to 40.5. So. Seems like it's going to settle in that range. One of the not the highest scoring game, not the lowest scoring game on the weekend. Some value to be had, maybe, perhaps, Mike. Uh, in this game, is there running backs in this situation? I'm always so confused by the Bills' running back situation. Um, now you're shaking your head. No, you're you're no uh, single tag. I'm just side. I'm
1: just staying I'm staying away from both. I'm no really interest there. They they split the workload. They they. Split the passing game work. I can never get it right. I'm just I'm staying away. It's I don't like the price on either of them either. Um, so I I know it's not everyone's favorite click, but I'm a, I'm okay clicking Joe Mixon in this game. I just think okay. his I think his workload's good enough. He's very involved in the passing game more than you would think. He he catches a lot of his targets too. Um, I don't think he's going to go hog wild or anything, but um, given his price, his price is just too cheap for his workload and I'm okay with it. I'm, I'm a little worried about the Bengals offensive line. They're probably going to be missing three of them. Um, so that's a little scary, but uh, that may have them be a little more conservative in their play calling. You know, Buffalo is 6th in the league in pressure rate, so I, I fear for Joe Burrow a little bit in this game, and I think they're going to try and run it just a little bit more just to save Burrow from just getting sacked all game. Um, but Taking, taking nine sacks in another playoff yeah. game. So like that. Yeah. <laughs> exactly.
0: I'm having to how to manage, win that one last year. That's crazy. Um, uh, in terms of uh, if you like Mixon, and he's one hundred dollars different from ETN. Where do you go if those, if you're between those two options? I would choose ETN personally, but if you're uh, high on Mixon, is it a situation where in a GPP you go mix in and in a cash you go ETN or is it? Exactly. You, are you, are you, yep. Yeah? yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No way I'm playing Mixon and Cash. Okay. But but tournament I'm willing to take willing to take the risk on that. Because I don't think okay. it's gonna be and very then, highly owned.
0: And then um, I think the real discussion to be had in this game is the number two wide receivers. Very similar builds in this in their receivers, right? You have the explosive PPR machine, uh, target hogs, and digs and chase. And then flanking yeah. them on the other side are these massive 6'4 dudes who are red zone targets, who are deep ball targets, and T. Higgins and Gabe Davis. T. Higgins, very more consistent than, than Gabe Davis. But you know, in a similar price range, in a similar you know, the second tier of wide receivers on the board, do you like either of them, or are you avoiding both of them, or which one would you play into between Gabe, Dave, and T. Higgins?
1: Uh, I'm playing T. Higgins. Um, the it's it's a It's a good matchup. Uh, I you know the Bills' secondary is banged up. I think we saw last week that you can throw on the Bills. You know, Skylar Thompson did it. As long as the O line uh, can hold up, I think I think T Higgins is in a position where he can score. I do. Like, I like both of them. I Like Gabe Davis too. Um, you know, he just scores touchdowns in the playoffs. That's what Gabe Davis does. You know, I've I've been waiting all year, playing them all year, and he's just disappointed week after week. Uh, so you have to. I wouldn't play. Either I, I'm okay with T cash as a but game I wouldn't play in cash. I know he's a tournament only play, um, you know, the upside is there. It's just I wouldn't count on it, but uh, T's my guy. Add the two,
0: yeah, I'm with that. I, I lean T as well. I think T's safe in cash games. I think both of them. Decent options in GPP contests, and we those guys are always, you know, could go off at any second, could break a slate, could catch crazy deep touchdowns, and do do it twice even. Um, let's talk about the Cowboys versus 49ers, the last game on the weekend. Line down now to three and a half. So Cowboys yeah. money coming in, and it is confusing <laughs> to me. Like I am super contrarian here. I gave out the minus four before. So uh, definitely I would recommend taking the minus three and a half. My whole thought is this Dallas Cowboys schedule situation puts them in such a hard spot. They have six days rest. 49ers have eight days rest. They are traveling from the southeast in Tampa back to the Midwest in Dallas up to the Southeast Tampa, Midwest Dallas, northwest San Francisco. Sorry about my geography. I was a history teacher (laughs) in one point in my life. And uh, you're traveling through three time zones, and it's just really hard to get acclimated. You're spending like a, a day or two, or each in each place, and it makes for a really tough scheduling spot. Meanwhile, the 49ers are just resting at home on eight days rest, preparing for the Dallas Cowboys, and I think they match up better. I think I'm not too concerned about Brock Purdy against this Cowboys front. I think that uh, the offensive line for the 49ers is one of the most well-oiled machines and well-oiled units that you could possibly find on any nfl field trent williams one of the best offensive linemen in the nfl protecting purdy's blind side so not overly worried i like the um the 49ers but the gambling trends would go the other way the total in this game opened at 45 jumped to 46 settling at 45 and a half so really money on coming in on both sides settling in at 45 and a half i expect it to stay right there until uh kickoff maybe it hits 46 again for another minute or two but that line should be bouncing around just those two numbers might be the lowest uh scoring game on the weekend according to the nfl totals and the gambling trends that would seem to be the indicator so think are you targeting defenses in this situation um but let's talk about some value options hard to find Value options in the game with the least scoring. Do you see any value options in this game, Mike? Or are you just saying I'm I'm going to avoid the game with the lowest total on the board?
1: No, I think there's definitely spots we could pick here. Um, the bet we've seen the best way to attack this 49ers D is going deep, and when I think that for the Cowboys, I'm thinking Michael Gallup. And 3,900, you know, he's been looking better and better and better every week coming off that, coming back from the injury earlier in the year. Um, You know, it's obviously not, it's not a safe play. It's not, you know, a guaranteed 6 for 90, something I'm throwing out in a cash game. But for a tournament option, I think there's touchdown equity there and there's big play ability there with Michael Gallup. So he's somebody that I am interested in at getting some value in a, the wide receiver He's coming position.
0: off of a 5 for 42 and a touchdown on six targets. I uh, don't know how I missed that. I guess I just stopped watching the <laughs> game after it was such a blowout and didn't yeah. bother to check the box score. But, yeah, <laughs> love that at his price tag. And, again, uh, opponent rank, you know, 28th against the wide receivers for San Francisco. So you're totally right in saying that that's the way that you attack this team. It's, it's can the Cowboys offensive line hold that front for that extra split second so the receiver can get half, half a yard more downfield and Dak could throw up that ball and create a nice downfield play situation. I think that might be a good option even in cash games. I don't even think that has to be an only GPP option for Gallup. He might be a fairly high-owned, low price value guy considering what he did last week. Um, I'm looking at some other guys. You nailed... Debo Samuel on this pod last week right? you were like, Debo's my <laughs> yeah. like favorite value on the entire slate like this guy's he's still Debo Samuel who are we kidding why is he still less than 6,000 bucks he's still less than 6,000 bucks yeah, is there yeah, a world yeah, where we're going it. back I, to the I, well I, I, or are, you, I, are, you, are you riding right the Debo train
1: I'm going right back <laughs> Okay. I don't get it um, I don't think there's anybody in particular that the, uh, of the Cowboys defense that matches up well with defending Debo you know Trayvon Diggs certainly isn't known for being physical if they want to go that route Um, you know they they have Xavier Rhodes on the other side Uh, that's that doesn't scare me with Debo at all he's going to get three to five rushes Uh, I just I don't get it I'm going right back to Debo
0: I think I am too dude I think that one's too it's, too juicy to pass up. It's like one of these games where, like, it, that, that price doesn't match that talent level. And when you get into these games and these opportunities, you, you get your most talented players the ball. You find a way to get them the ball in space. You design them plays. And we've seen all through Debo's career. I mean, this guy lined up in the backfield and runs in a power eye. They find a way to get him the ball, so they're going to get him the ball. If he's going to have the ball ten times in this game, or be get ten opportunities, then his price should be closer, like, to Devonte Smith, and be a thousand dollars more expensive. He shouldn't be cheaper than Christian Kirk when his name's Debo Samuel. I mean,
1: I, I, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, I just, ask, I don't get let's it. Let's
0: ask Debo what he thinks about getting <laughs> getting getting uh, less price tag than Christian Kirk. I'm sure he'd be outspoken about it. Hearing yeah. him all summer about his contract and stuff, um, and Christian Kirk kind of resetting the the wide receiver market at that. I mean, we will dive into some offseason stuff next offseason. We're a few weeks away from that. We don't need to go into those discussions now. Um, any valued tight ends on the entire board before we get out of here, Mike? Uh, we've kind of gone through a lot of running back options, a lot of wide receiver options. Are there any? Let's let's quickly hit on quarterback values and, and tight end values. Let's start at tight end. Uh, I think we gave out Hayden Hurst last week. I think potentially that's an option again. Dawson Knox, five games with touchdowns in a row. Dalton Schultz seems to be a touchdown target for Dak and a safety blanket. Those three guys, all relatively similarly priced in the $3,000, $4,000 range. Who's your value tight end that you're eyeing?
1: Um, I'm going back to Hurst, um, but... I'm probably only playing him with if I do a, a Burrow stack. Um, I, and I also like Evan Ingram. Again, I just think Jacksonville's going to have to pass their way out of this game. Um, and that I like his price. Uh, I could even go to Goddard too. So the, there's options here I'm okay with going to. Um, I don't hate Knox either. I know I'm just listing everybody, but you know, I'm, I'm okay with all these guys, the, really.
0: Who do you think the least owned on that out of that group is between Goddard, Ingram, Schultz, Knox, Hurts? Probably Goddard, right?
1: Probably Goddard. And he, he I, I the like...
0: Of the most but it's not too much more. He's 4,500 for the listeners who are walking on the right. treadmill while listening to this podcast. <laughs>
1: yeah, so comparing him to Schultz and Ingram, uh, I have, you know, projected right all around the same, you know, scoring-wise... And he if if you like him the best, you can find the two three hundred bucks. no problem. Um, so he's okay. my guy out, out of and of all those guys that we listed though, Knox is probably my least favorite because he's the most touchdown dependent. Um, yep. but so that's as we that's transition to
0: the quarterbacks, way. let me ask you something. If you play Goddard, is it a GPP situation where you're stacking hurts? Yes, okay would you play goddard in cash games or are you just like going into the ownership situation of a hearst and spending less money there
1: uh, i guess it depends how i'm constructing the rest of my lineup but i'm okay with goddard and cash for sure okay. i think i think i, I think, I, I I think he gets enough targets he's yeah. he's got a safe enough floor i'm okay with him in cash
0: Okay, I like that. I, I mean, I'm even leaning towards that as my a cash game stack anyways. You know, I, I think Hurts provides such a stable floor. I think there's a lot of value to be found. Goddard, not too highly priced. I mean, 4500 It's, it's the third most expensive tight end on the board, but tight end's a wasteland, and we only have four games on the slate, so we have to take those things into consideration. Let's talk about the quarterback position. For me, the value option, it's really between Danny Dimes and Trevor Lawrence. Throw in another name if you need to um, and tell me who you'd pick.
1: Uh, I'm picking Lawrence. I just think, you know, he still got there last week, even with the disaster of a first half. Um, like I said, the Eagles have the best DVOA pass defense in the league. I don't see, as I mentioned earlier, their uh, Giants receivers just getting wide open all over the field. Everyone. You know Daniel Jones is absolutely improved um, you know he does have some rushing there but you know Lawrence is sneakily he he's got some rushing upside too um, and I just I think that Lawrence is in a position to keep the game more competitive I, I like the Jags to cover the spread not uh, to go too much into the betting side here but um, I just he's got more weapons that I trust and I I think Doug Peterson uh, is going to recognize that and get the ball out early and often. I'd be scared of the
0: Jags covering the spread too. I don't have a dime on the Chiefs covering the spread. Chiefs <laughs> covering spreads at home, generally uh, not a good idea. Patrick Mahomes covering spreads seven or more. I think that's 13 and 19 on over his career. It's, uh, they win the games, but they don't cover the spread. So I think that's kind of what's going to happen again in this one. I've teased the line down. Taking that eight and a half down to two and a half, getting through the key numbers of seven and three, you also get through the six, which is nice. Four, semi-important. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, so that would be my recommendation or Chiefs money line situation. But I would, def- I agree with you, Mike. I'd be scared of the um, Jags covering or having a backdoor cover at that eight and a half. But the the, the mm-hmm. movement towards the over and the movement towards Chiefs money coming in is a good sign for if you are a Chiefs backer out there. If we are going to have a really high scoring game, we have correlated values between the amount of points that are scored and the ability for the the favorite to cover a large spread. Easier to Absolutely. cover eight points Absolutely. when 60 points are scored instead of 40. I mean, there's simply just more options for final score outcomes that allow you to cover that spread. So, those things always need to be taken into consideration. What's the movement in the over/under in comparison to the actual line? Um, and this one would tell you that the Chiefs are actually going to cover that, but me and Mike a little bit nervous given the history. Um, Mike, is, is there your any uh, is that your we... favorite defense? Ooh, okay. Yeah, I was going to say. Is there anything <laughs> we haven't covered? Are there any last minute questions that you have or anything like that? Um, ooh. It's tough. I don't know, it's dude. Tough. It's so <laughs> tough. Honestly, on, I, I, I think it's the Eagles for me. I don't trust this Giants team. I think this is the game to play. I think I'm going Hurts, Goddard, Eagles defense, I think. Or I might find myself with if I'm not playing Hurts in a GPP, maybe like a random Miles Sanders plug. Um, mm-hmm. Like I just mm-hmm. think that this 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 is not going to be a good game for the Giants. I think this is Going to be the end of the road for Big Blue. I think the Eagles are super dominant in the trenches. And Danny Dimes, historically, a high turnover quarterback. I know he hasn't been this season under Dayball, but like, how much can we really expect that to continue game after game? There's always some regression to the mean. I wouldn't be surprised at all, Mike. Not one bit. If I could actually bet it as a prop, this would be my fun prop to take. Daniel right. Jones, and I don't know what the odds would be, Daniel Jones to have both a fumble and an interception.
1: Ooh, ooh! I, and I for that, that reason, <laughs> translate
0: that to DFS. Your favorite yeah. defense is the Eagles, right? Um, yeah. If if you could find like a sixteen to one on like a has an interception <laughs> and a fumble in the same game, that's where I'm looking at. A fourteen to one or more would be my cutoff.
1: Yeah, or or if you could parlay it somehow or something. yeah exactly yeah, yeah i got it again, i gotta be
0: take these over 0.5 interceptions the over 0.5 fumbles see what it gets you i would i would want that line at like you know if i could get 10 to 1 on it i'm interested i'm talking myself down in the numbers already. <laughs> i have to do some, some capping so on the the 60 10. the outcomes, but the idea of it as a long shot as a fun prop sounds really fun um Anything else before we get out of here, Mike? I think we covered a lot. Again, if you wanted to listen to the spend-up options, go check out the Tuesday pod. Am I missing anything, Mike?
1: Uh, Just real quick, I think uh, if you want to get cheap on defense, I don't hate the Bengals. I know the Bills are probably going to score a lot of points on them, but we've seen Josh Allen is not immune to getting sacked. We've seen Josh Allen is not immune to – fumbling and just turning the ball over in general. So, you know, 2,400, you could do worse. Um, I think, yeah, I think that's
0: a really great point. If we're talking about turnover opportunity and the team going against Josh Allen, who's got 30 turnovers on the season, is the second cheapest defense, you see all of those red matchups on the opponent ranks on DraftKings for all of the top defenses. 49ers going against Dallas 6th against the against opposing defenses. Eagles against the Giants 10th so it's like tough matchups 4th, 3rd, 8th then you get to some decent options in the Bills and Bengals um, so those would be that's a great point to end on probably the highest owned defense on the board right is
1: going to be Bengals I would assume so then we're, because then we're we're deep the, the, the Bills might be but I, I would guess I would guess Bengals yeah,
0: cash game, if I'm looking to save value, I would just dip away from my Eagles take, play into the Bengals, and spend that money where else I needed to. I think that's a great option. And GPP, take a stab and go with the Eagles and this Danny Dimes double turnover prop. All right, that is going to do it for us today. I hope you guys all have a great weekend in DFS, in bets. All of that stuff is out. You can find me on Twitter at mfiddle14. You could find Mike on Twitter at m. 14 LaFemme10. I will make sure to tag him in all of the stuff so he is you know, retweeted on the episode. If you can't find him, go to my page and find him. You'll do it there. Um, we will talk to you guys next week. I will be back on Tuesday with the Spend Up episode. Hopefully, Mike will be back with me next Thursday. As always, peace out.